Get your gear ready. This is a Sherpa's Guide to Innovation. Welcome back to a Sherpa's Guide to Innovation, a podcast dedicated to guiding you along your innovation expedition. The voice you're hearing is that of Ben Tingey, your host. It's my privilege to welcome back Ann Summers Hogg, Director of Innovation at the Atrium Health Innovation Engine, and a very special welcome to Dr. Greg Widener, first time on the podcast, Medical Director, Primary Care Innovation and Proactive Health. Thank you both for speaking with me today. Thanks for having us, Ben. Awesome. Great to be here, Ben. Our last episode was a discussion about the recent partnership announcement between Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and J.P. Morgan Chase, wherein we applied aggregation theory and disruptive innovation theory to analyze some of the macro industry implications of that venture. This episode will move away from industry trends and into direct patient care, where we will learn about a new model of primary care recently launched in the Charlotte area as Proactive Health. If you haven't already, please subscribe to and share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Give us a rating and a review and connect with us on LinkedIn or on Twitter using the hashtag Innovation Engine. Uh, Dr. Widener particularly is a great follow on Twitter, so I'd highly recommend our listeners to, to follow him on Twitter. Appreciate the plug, Ben. <laughs> And I'm a subscriber. I, I love your guys' podcast, and, and uh, I'm excited to be here today. I, I, I think your regular listeners know what a great job you guys do and how whip-smart and insightful you guys are about all things innovation-related. And I'm excited to be here today to talk about and show everyone how you guys have applied that and executed on that in the real world with us at Proactive Health. And so uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, well, it's been our pleasure to work with you, Dr. Widener, and uh, uh, we're certainly a fan of your clinical brilliance and, and design work on uh, Proactive Health with us, with our partnership. Thanks. Well, let's get started. Dr. Widener, in 30 seconds or less, describe Proactive Health. Uh, that's a good one. So, uh, Ben, we've, we've reimagined primary care, and uh, I would say Proactive Health is a patient-centered medical home on steroids uh, wrapped in a personalized total health experience. We've really designed the whole thing uh, from the ground up around our customer, you know, intending, intending it to be convenient, accessible, personalized, collaborative, and engaging. Excellent description. Did I make it under the wire in 30 seconds? I, I think that was under 30. Yeah, that was good. And Summers, in 30 seconds or less, um, add a little more to Dr. Widener's description. Sure. So I would say that Proactive Health is a value-based, innovative primary care model. And as Dr. Widener said, it's focused on total health and really providing that collaborative, supportive, personal, and caring environment and relationship for all of its patients and the team that's providing the care. Great connection. It's not just about the patients, but the, the team and experience. What isn't proactive health? Um, yeah, I guess I would say what proactive health isn't is it is not business as usual. Um, so it's, it's not the typical primary care model where we try to address the totality of an individual's health in a 10 by 12 exam room over the course of 30 minutes in, in a year. You know, there's something like 525,000 minutes in a year and 524,000 plus are spent out in the fabric of their lives in the wild. And that, that's where health happens. And so, you know, I, I think our model is really intended to meet people there and to help 
uh, incorporate into the fabric of their lives in a supportive uh, and accountable way to help them achieve their best health. So it, it's it's most decidedly not um, your father's or your grandfather's primary care. <laughs> Excellent. What might a patient see or experience at Proactive Health that would be novel to them? You take that one first. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I, it's it's uh, there's a lot, and uh, and that's one of our challenges. Is that it, there's so much that we offer that's different that that shatters the expectations of the usual and customary. But I think if you were to come to Proactive Health on a given day, uh, I think you would see. Uh, a really well-trained team in action, um, collaborating among themselves and with our patients. Uh, depending on the day you came, you might arrive uh, and see uh, one of our uh, events, which we have on a regular basis around everything from cooking demonstrations, nutritional topics, uh, introductions to mindfulness, uh, introductions to digital health and, and uh, how to leverage your smartphone and your tablet and apps and devices and trackers and sensors and wearables to be more engaged and understand your health better and to connect with our team. Uh, and so on, on a given day, you'd, you'd see those things in action. And, and it's it's a difficult value proposition sometimes to explain because it's the way these things come together that makes the magic. So um, you have the team, you have additional members of the team, like our health advocates who serve as coach navigator roles and our registered dietitian. We have uh, a nurse clinical lead and who's also a, a certified diabetes educator. We have medical assistants. We have a nurse practitioner. We have doctors. But it's the way they come together um, and serve the patients and create a sense of community and engagement that really differentiates what we do. Um, and uh, I, I would make one other mention about the technology if you came to the practice or you were a patient in the practice, what you'd see is technology in action. And one of my least favorite phrases is, isn't that cool? Because I don't think cool really gets it done. <laughs> um, to me, it's cool if it helps someone make progress on their health journey or helps someone make something easier to do. And so we select our technology, we deploy our technology, and we help engage patients with technology in ways that really help them solve um, individual challenges uh, and, and problems that they have. Yeah. Clay Christensen says that it's not the technology that's disruptive, it's the business model. I think in this case, the technology enables this really special new clinical care model to uh, to work. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I have a, a big interest in mHealth and digital health, and there's obviously a lot of buzz about that, and um, I think it's great. But if we're not careful, we can introduce those as yet another barrier to helping people navigate the the already multiple barriers they have in managing their health and their chronic conditions. And so, what we aim to do is to is to deploy those things in ways that make things easier, just just as technology does in other aspects of our life, and connecting with people, connecting with information, um, and and executing on things. You know, if we can make it simpler, then people are going to adopt it and use it and, and like it. Terrific. And Summers, how would you answer the question about what a, what a patient would see or experience that might be novel or, or unique to them? Well, Dr. Reiner did a really thorough job answering that. I think only two things I would add. One, in the physical environment, when you enter proactive health, it's calming. And how many people do you know who go to the doctor and say, I had a really calming experience at the doctor day. It felt like a spa. <laughs> People don't say that usually, but that's what patients feel when they walk into proactive health. They feel that calming environment and it's a welcoming space and it's just, it's wow. 
and it's not what you expect from healthcare. And then I think a second one would really build off of something that Dr. Widener said in terms of making it easier or more accessible for patients uh, to be healthy. I think what proactive health provides is it reduces barriers. And through the technology-enabled and collaborative team approach, it really makes it more accessible for people to own their health and to have their health their way. That's great. Dr. Widener, if, um, if you think about some of the patients that you work with at, at Proactive Health, um, uh, particularly the ones that have really gotten engaged with the model, have really enjoyed it, how would they describe their experience at Proactive? Yeah, another great question. And I, I think, um, you know, the experience economy talks about this expectation gap, you know, what you think you can expect from a, a given product or service and 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 what happens when you you actually exceed that and and I think those that have really uh, engaged and gotten the most out of what we have to offer w- would tell you that 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 expectation gap has been um, hurdled um, not just crossed but but really jumped and, and and I think it's on a variety of different dimensions I think the one a couple of the things we hear Ann Summers mentioned the space and the space was thoughtfully designed. Um, to have an, uh, a feeling of being innovative and new, but um, but not necessarily being techy and sterile. So we wanted it to feel warm and welcoming and, and to really uh, promote the total health concept. Um, we endorse six pillars of health, um, and you'll see in the decor and in, in the wall art and other things, um, uh, those things reinforced. Uh, and again, that's part of uh, what what we built and how we built it in a thoughtful way. We've got hubs within the practice that um, in, engage folks in different parts, the community aspects of it, the connected health aspects of it, um, the, the personal care aspects of it. Um, but I think that the folks who've really enjoyed and gotten the most out of what we do would tell you that um, there's a responsiveness to the care. Um, there's a peace of mind uh, and a support uh, and in some cases, an accountability that they were looking for um, and enjoy having from their trusted healthcare provider, healthcare team. Um, and I think we hear over and over again uh, what a great team we've assembled and uh, how well they work together. And a lot of the things we've done and the tools we've built and the platforms on which we interact with patients really allow people to see in a very transparent way that teamwork and that collaboration on behalf of the patient. And that is incredibly comforting for people. Um, there's a there's an element of what we do that I would call conversational care. It's not transactional care. It's not you're in the office in front of me, so I'm going to take care of your sick issue today and then maybe give you a few things to go work on on your own. It's, it's care, again, woven into the fabric of their lives and addressing the issues and concerns they have on a, on a day-to-day basis when they arise. And that real-time conversational accessible care and interaction really helps promote understanding and behavior change and, and engagement. And so I think the, the ones who've gotten the most out of it have understood that, and, and we hear that over and over again from our patients. Uh, great team, great model, uh, and, and you've really uh, helped uh, put my mind at ease and, and helped me to understand my health and to really take command of it. Yeah. So maybe a variation on a theme, and I'll ask in summer since she spends a lot of time um, talking with patients. I mean, we're, we're focused on being customer-centric, patient-centric, and so we're, we're seeking feedback frequently. So what what value are patients saying that they're deriving from subscribing to Proactive Health that maybe they weren't finding previously? 
That's a great question. And we've probably been spending too much time together because you knew that I was going to go to some patient quotes. But I think that we often hear from patients what a supportive and caring environment the proactive health team provides. And I think the next step of that is when patients are engaged and working on their health goals and really trying to optimize their health so they can get back to what's important to them, the proactive health team keeps them accountable. And it's a friend and it's a trusted advisor that they can go to to you know when when you need accountability, when you need a pat on the back or when you need somebody to help you get back on the horse um, because you've, you know, gone against your nutrition plan or haven't worked out for the past few days, your health advocate is there uh, to help you keep going. But some of the things we've recently heard from patients that really stood out were, I couldn't expect more. They're a great team. It's an excellent experience. The entire staff is pleasant and very helpful. I couldn't ask for better. And my favorite, she is an angel that God put on this earth to help people. You just don't get that much anymore. Wow. That's pretty special feedback. So, and Summers, you mentioned in our in our previous podcast that we're living in the experience economy. Um, and I'll, I'll ask this question to, to both of you. How does Proactive Health personalize the experience for each patient? I mean, as, as the practice grows and there are more and more patients, it uh, becomes harder to, to make it very specific, but what are some ways that that Proactive Health takes the time to make it personal for each? Because those that, that those patient testimonials sound very personal, that they're able to get a personalized experience. Yeah, and I'll take this more from a design and theoretical perspective because I'm not a clinician and I'm not on the care team, but I know in working with Dr. Widener and the entire team at Proactive Health, focusing on what it is the patient's trying to achieve and what listeners have heard us refer to as the patient's job to be done. What is it that they want to achieve? What is it that they want in more of in their life? What's the progress they're looking for? And really designing the experience and the patient's health plan around achieving that progress and achieving those goals. Yeah, it's great. I think that I agree with that, Ann Summers. And uh, it's a good question. I, I, I think the, the first and most important element is that um, we don't customize the care or the experience for the patient. Um, we collaborate with the patient for them to customize and personalize the care for themselves. Hmm. And that's a really important distinction. And it gets to who we are as a practice and what we fundamentally believe, which is that uh, patients are ready, willing, and able to take command of their health. And uh, all the tools are there. And um, what we can do is to really help to assemble the tools and the features of our model in a way that's going to be um, comprehensible, manageable, um, and doable for them. Um, and for each person, that's a little different. So our, our tools and our features and our content and the things we put together are standardized. Our protocols for caring for chronic conditions are standardized. We, you know, we're evidence-based um, clinicians at the end of the day, but the, the pieces that we put together to help people make that progress that Ann Summers describes um, are, are individualized. So it's really kind of a mass customized approach. And um, we have a number of tools that we use to help people on that journey because a lot of times folks just don't know where to start. And um, I think most people would say that um, good physicians uh, and, and good care teams across the board 
uh, historically do a great job of helping people to understand what it is they need to do. Um, so the idea of customizing care, customizing a care plan is not new. What I, what I would say that we do that's different is that we don't stop at the what. We help them move on to the how, and then we actually uh, walk parts of that journey with them so they understand, okay, not only how, but then how do we make sure we're staying on course? Um, and I think that's a huge differentiator for what we do in our model and the all of the pieces we built, the staffing model, the, the content, the digital tools, the engagement approaches, um, all have a certain cadence that we can, again, customize to each individual patient based on their wants and needs. And then the final thing, and then I'll stop, is um, those wants and needs shift and change over time. And and so um, what Jane or Jim needs today or wants today or is ready for today might be different a month from now. And, and, and the way our model is built, we're prepared to shift on the fly with them when that happens um, to get them what they need. So it sounds like when we say a personalized experience, it's less less designed from proactive health as in we are personalizing your experience. It's you're letting the patients have some self-determination and they're personalizing it for themselves, going at the pace that they're comfortable with and the goals that they're comfortable setting. Does that feel like a fair description? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And, and honestly, it's one of our challenges right now is to figure out how to standardize, uh, but also allow that flexibility and that individualization. Yeah, and one analogy I might use to kind of describe that, and if you don't like it, we can edit it out. But <laughs> if you think about when people join the YMCA or other gyms, I know in Charlotte at the YMCA, if you join, you have access to all the classes that you could possibly ever want to take. You could also just go and use the basketball court, or you can go and use the cardio equipment, or go and lift weights. And it's all available to you, but each individual is able to personalize their experience to achieve the health goals or the fitness goals that they're looking to achieve. And in a similar yet obviously much more tailored and different way with um, a broader focus, proactive health is helping people achieve the same. Yeah, no, I think that's good. And, and you know, there are a lot of other examples from other analogous industries that aren't even health related where I think the expectation is that. I want to customize or personalize my experience, um, whether it's retail or e-commerce or financial services or whatever other industry there is. Um, there are a number of features there, only some of which may be relevant to you in a given moment. But uh, as you as you move down the road of life, others may make themselves available. And it's it's nice to have a trusted partner that you that you know can provide for that when your needs shift. That's a great point. And that makes me think of that State Farm commercial from a few years ago about when the nevers become for, forever or something about that, when you want to make the nevers last forever. But anyway, it basically looks at millennials and it follows this one guy from being a college partier who's like, I'm never getting married. And then you see him proposing and then we're never having kids. And then they have a kid, but we're never going to move to the suburbs. And then they move to the suburbs and well, we'll never drive a minivan. And so it's when you want all your nevers to become forever. So I think that that's a really good point in that people's desired progress or their jobs to be done changes throughout the flow of their life. And proactive health is there to help them achieve whatever those goals are throughout that journey. So in Summers, you described the practice as a value-based. What other elements of value are patients getting from proactive health? That's a great question. I think the one we've probably hammered on the most is their health or life outcomes. So being able to do more of 
what they want in life. But another component of value is obviously what you're getting for the money that you're paying. And we've mentioned the great experience. We've mentioned that proactive health is delivered to you in the fabric of your life, but there are also savings that accrue to the patient because they don't have to come in for as many visits. So they're paying fewer dollars out of pocket because there are fewer co-pays for coming into the physical location to see the doctor. So I think that's one example. I'm sure Dr. Widener could add more. So what what value would you describe, Dr. Widener, that uh, patients are deriving? Yeah. So um, Ann Summers started down the, the uh, financial value uh, path, and I think uh, we, we certainly think that there is uh, significant value um, financially to patients um, because we save them time um, and, and save them the money of not having to come into the office uh, if we can handle whatever their issue is simply by telephone or video, we do that. Uh, we, our goal is to provide the highest quality care through the simplest, most convenient, lowest cost avenue. And and we take that approach with, with every uh, specific situation that arises. And, and patients find great value in that, not only by saving their copay or their deductible from not having to come in, but uh, potentially also the time savings of you know having to leave work or leave home. Uh, and make arrangements to come to the office when it's not necessarily something that has to be done. In addition to that, in patients with chronic conditions, we we have a lot of touch points through our collaborative care platforms and other channels um, that that aren't really encounters. They're they're um, again, it's that that conversational care and those interactions, and it's tracking and, and responding to uh, various metrics and patient generated data that allows us in more real time and in a less expensive way to take care of things. Of course, there's the cost savings that that are down the line. If you can have people come off medications, if you can avoid ED visits, uh, if you can avoid hospital admissions or readmissions um, or prevent chronic diseases like diabetes, the, 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 uh, the cost savings um, to that consumer and, and to the healthcare system in general are significant. And uh, we mentioned earlier our six pillars of health, and we have a real focus on lifestyle medicine, right, on on the ability to leverage lifestyle uh, as a component of your treatment regimen, so not just relying on um, traditional medical diagnostics and therapeutics, uh, but to but to, to really have the ability to deliver on the promise of lifestyle medicine. And so our, our pillars of health are the medical and social aspects of health, and then fitness, nutrition, sleep, and mindfulness. And, and we've got relevant content programs and solutions and interactions developed around each of those um, that can be um, delivered in a meaningful way to help people work on challenges to help rewrite uh, behaviors and and to have the support of our team in doing that. So I think that lifestyle medicine piece is uh, is a huge value add because uh, it does require a bit more engagement and, and, and some more resources on our side, but uh, it can produce significant savings for the patient. Excellent response. Um, Dr. Widener, what is the role of the physician in this model? Is it is it different than the role of a physician in, in a traditional primary care model? So many aspects of the relationship are exactly the same, right? The, the, the patient would hope, the consumer would hope to get um, a well-trained and diligent diagnostician and someone who really knows their way around the medical landscape and we, we hopefully provide that, um, and um, but, but I think we see our role as going beyond that. So we really try to partner with the patient and with our team 
uh, to provide that collaborative care experience, to provide that continuous collaborative engagement, um, and to be an advocate for the patient, to help answer questions, to provide support. Um, and and again, I, I mentioned earlier, and, and I think it's true that the the most underutilized resource on the healthcare team is the patient and their family and caregivers. And um, you know, our goal in a in a um, in a very uh, positive, empowering way is to give people the opportunity to participate. And so, I think where our role is perhaps different is that we actually welcome uh, and encourage uh, patients to be active members of the team, contributing information, contributing questions, um, uh, contributing different elements um, to their care. Uh, because no, at the end of the day, no one's going to care more about their health and their care than, than they do. And so we want to be there to, to meaningfully partner, work with our team, and, and to help people to realize um, the goals that they're trying to reach. Terrific. Well, Ann Summers, Dr. Widener, anything else you'd like to tell our listeners about proactive health? So many things, but to wrap it up quickly, I would say the name says it all. Proactive health. It's about health. It's not about traditional sick care. Come to us when you're broken and we'll help you on the mend. It's about proactively engaging and owning your health for a better future. I like that. Couldn't have said that. Uh, very myself. concise. Thank you. Yeah, and I think, Ben, what, what I would leave with is that um, – to really redesign primary care around those ideals, uh, empowered patients, partnering with patients, continuous collaborative care, team-based technology-enabled person-centered care, and value really requires a, a hard reset. This is not a bolt-on um, to traditional primary care because traditional primary care has business drivers and cultural realities uh, and and other elements of it that make it really difficult to do this without really starting from the ground up and, and, and building a new structure. And, and, and by that, I don't mean the bricks and mortar, but I mean everything about the culture of the practice, uh, how we hire, train, and, and deploy our teammates, how we uh, select and deploy the technology solutions, how we engage with our patients. It's really a cultural reset. And, and so I, I think to get to what Ann Summers just really succinctly described as what we do uh, as, we, as we go about our purpose to inspire healthy lives. It's really a whole cultural reset. Well, Dr. Widener and Summers, thank you both so much for speaking with me today about proactive health. Thanks for having us. Great to be here. Thanks, Ben. This was great. Well, what a transformational model for primary care and how did you do it? Listeners, if you're asking yourself the same question, stay tuned for our next episode. And Summers and Dr. Widener return to tell us about how they designed and launched Proactive Health. This is Ben Tingey, president of the Proactive Health Fan Club. Until next time.